0: Welcome to Farm Focus, a podcast brought to you by the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. On this week's episode, we sit down with Travis Laverty, firefighter of the Bainbridge Fire Company. We talk to him about the fires in Canada, some 2022 fire stats in Pennsylvania, and summer fires and how to prevent them. What's going on, everybody? David here back again with another podcast for you guys. This time, I have a reoccurring uh, person with me, Travis Laverty. Travis, how are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. We're talking again about fires, um, barn fires specifically, and fires in Pennsylvania. Uh, those of you who don't remember, we had Travis on last time, and we t- discussed this a little bit. Um, Travis is a firefighter, and you are a captain, am I correct? Uh, I just got promoted up to assistant chief. Assistant the chief. Year, yeah. There you go. I, I thought you got promoted, I think, last year. Yep. I, er, not last last year, last time I almost called you chief by accident instead of captain. I gave you a free promotion. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but Travis serves in my local town's fire company, uh, Bainbridge Fire Company, 71. One. Okay, I almost got it 76. <laughs> it's going to get yelled at. Um, but a uh, great guy, does a lot of great stuff around the community. <clears throat> um, I do have a few statistics for you here um, about some barn fires and some. Uh, incidents that happened in the past year in 2022. Um, before that, something else I did want to talk about, since it's uh, a little time-sensitive, um, and maybe you do want to talk about this as well. Um, the fires that are going on in Canada. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on that? I don't I don't know the specifics of it. Not a lot of people do, but uh, since we're on the topic, you know, I thought I'd bring it up, anyways.
1: Yeah. Um, just from seeing it, you know, all over all the social media outlets, um, it, it's definitely crazy, um, to have a couple hundred different fires going at one time is, uh, pretty remarkable. I mean, one is, is is hard enough to take care of, let alone, you know, you turn around and you got one over your shoulder that's burning too. Uh, so it, it just, it, it makes the whole game a whole lot tougher to play. And, uh, you gotta take in a lot more consideration as to what your plan of approach is and what your needs are at that point so it's they definitely got their hands full and hopefully they can bring all that together here faster than than what we think they can yeah i can uh only
0: imagine you know i'm not a firefighter myself but i i see and know what you guys go through and you know one house fire even one small fire is you know something that's pretty important and pretty I don't want to say difficult, but it's, you know, you can't mess around with it. You can't just say, oh, the oven's on fire, you know, let's just, you know, sit around or whatever. Right. Um, and now something on this scale, I mean, what was it? Uh, in the middle of the week here recently, <clears throat> we we were seeing the clouds of smoke down here in uh, central Pennsylvania, you know, and that just shows you the magnitude. New York was even worse, actually, if you've seen some of the pictures online. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, w- it was just incredible. but. <clears> this <throat> the 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 sheer amount of people that need to be involved with it and what what needs to be done um i know you're not a wildlife or um excuse me yeah a wildlife uh firefighter specifically but do you know some of the precautions not precautions but some of the steps that they are most likely taking right now to help combat this
1: um right now they're just trying to get ahead of this and to get a break in in the forest floor you know they'd they put up buffer areas and uh what they call i think it's fire fire alleys or something like that that they you know cut into the brush that way that they have a um, area that's the buffer area between where the fire is going and where the fire will be heading towards you know it kind of they take all the undergrowth out of the situation that way hopefully it stops the fire and um you know sometimes they work and a lot of times when it's a really big fire they do not work so uh, here's the hoping that they can try to get that under control and you know hold their own on this but they definitely have their hands for it as of now yeah absolutely I mean it's it's, it's pretty hard on that magnitude and
0: I, I know what you're talking about I've seen it before where they almost make a barrier they basically kill or not kill, but take out the uh, material that would burn around it, basically, to help stop it. So it just literally can't burn anything more. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, when it's at this magnitude, you have to take a lot out to build that barrier. Even on a small scale, like a farm, if like a, a hay field caught on fire, you got to start trimming it down ASAP if you want to try to go that route. If not, you're you're losing acres and acres of land right there. Yes. in the blink of an eye.
1: So last year, I think I touched it in our uh, last podcast, that we had a rush fire last summer, and that same thing, it was a hay field. Mm-hmm. It was cut, however, it was still, you know, all pretty fresh hay that was burning rather quickly, and uh, the farmer did come out with his, um, his t- uh, tilling machine on the back of his tractor, and he was able to till the ground and put a stop to it because if not it had, it would have burned for quite a while like the whole mm. field you know but he stopped it with probably just over half of the field being burnt so it definitely comes into to help when the farmers are you know on the same page as as the firefighters and trying to stop these things and have the right tools at hand yeah definitely like you said even yeah. though they have it cut down you know just barely off the
0: ground it, it'll still catch it easier Good. uh then I mean still if it's up high, <clears throat> um, so that only shows, you know, even if uh, some of these people in Canada are cutting these, <clears throat> whatever it is, brush trees, whatever, even if they cut it down to the ground, it still might catch on fire. Um, turning subjects a little bit here, I do have a few statistics um, of certain deaths in different areas. Uh, it looks like different townships um for some species that happened in 2022 <clears throat> um like let me read with this one right here um may 28th in bethel township pennsylvania they had a death of 20 chickens This is an interesting one have you guys ever run into an incidence where you had a barn fire or
1: something close to that with chickens involved absolutely yes um now this is going back a number of years but there was a the chicken house fire in our first due area and uh It was just on the outskirts of town, and um, when they got there, there was fire venting out of the the one corner of the barn, so it was well-advanced fire to begin with. Um, I believe what had happened was the power went out, and when the power came back on, it um, started, like, they had an issue with one of their fans, which caused the fire, and then it just rapidly spread through the barn, and... When they got there, they were able to save three quarters of the barn, and uh, it was full of chickens at the time, Mm -hmm. so where they were able to stop it, there was chickens that were still alive that had, you know, one side of them would be completely burned off, all the feathers are burned off. Mm -hmm. The other side was perfectly fine. Um, There was a number of chickens that were killed in the fire, however, it would have been much worse had the uh, response time not been as fast as it was, so and you know there was a loss of life of the chickens but at the end of the day the bigger picture was that three quarters of the barn was saved and three quarters of those chickens were saved as well so every little bit counts and every second counts when it comes to a fire yeah definitely and you know
0: how how do you guys deal with you know again let's just say chickens in specific like it's is it I mean you can't really move especially if it's a barn full of chickens you can't move all of those chickens to the pace of the fire is it more you're
1: just going in there and trying to put the fire out versus moving them or that's correct I mean it when it comes down to you know like humans you know we'll we'll go above and beyond our Mm -hmm. our scope of practice to save a human we do the same for animals but there's comes to a point in time where you have so many hands, right? Like and the risk—the risk between animals and humans are mm-hmm. a little bit different. Don't take me wrong. Like, you know, we want to save every living being that we can, mm-hmm. but uh, we go to great lengths for humans. Um, we we do our best for animals, but we you know take a look at the bigger picture when it comes to them. And uh, it was it was definitely taken that morning because they. You know they went in there they knew that there were chickens in there and all they worked at was getting the fire out as quickly as possible that way you know you take away the fire you take away the amount of death that comes with it so the sooner you get the fire out the sooner you have a better chance of you know holding your own and, and keeping additional animals alive so it definitely came true that morning.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Now,
1: here's another one.
0: Um, This is March 18th, 2022 in Mount Pleasant Township, Pennsylvania. Uh, 15 pigs. Have you guys ever run into uh, fires
1: involving pigs? So not me personally, but I have heard stories, you know, that goes with any firehouse. Everybody has, you know, a couple old timers that are still around they tell stories from back in the day. And we learn a lot from that. Um, there was quite a few fires with with pig houses, and uh, you know some of them made out pretty well. They were able to get animals out. Um, other times, it was you know conditions were too far deteriorated by the time they got there, so they couldn't you know they couldn't get in there like they wanted to, and, and were able to save animals. So that all reverts back to the risk versus you know versus reward. Mm-hmm. You know you can. You can try all day long, but, you know, you get yourself in a bad situation, and a lot of these barns are all older, so, you know, you get in there, and next thing you know, like, stuff's collapsing down around you, and, you know, was it really worth it to injure a person over a pig? You know, it kind of sounds terrible at the end of the day, but, you know, human beings are are well more uh, important than what, you know, some of the animals are.
0: No, it's definitely uh, the I'll say the scary reality of it. You know, you <clears throat> especially with some of the small time farmers. You know, they treat some of their animals. You know, almost like their family. But at at the end of the day, you can only risk so much for what you know what the end product is going to be. Right. <clears throat> so you know, I, I I can't disagree with you anymore. Um, you know, it's you're one hundred percent correct.
1: It's definitely difficult to draw that line mm-hmm. too, as to you know what when, when we stop, you know, you see it all the time, you know, oh, they should have done this, they should have done that. And yeah, you're, you know, those people are not wrong, but you know, whoever's in charge of that incident, they have every one of those people that are on scene, like under their belt. So, you know, somebody has to make that call. Is that call right every time? We can sit here and discuss that for hours and hours, but yeah. you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong at all. You know, it,
0: especially nowadays, like we see it on social media, just the, you know, I say the constant almost bickering that goes back and forth. You know, um, something a fire t- uh, fire company will put out there, just anybody in general. You know, here, here's what we want to try to save, or um, here's what we were able to come out of it. And, you know, you got every Joe Blow imaginable going, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it's like, all right, well, you know, unless you were there doing it, you know, you, you don't really understand it and you don't know what's going on there. Is there a million things you could have done differently potentially, but you know, when it comes down to those last second split decisions, you know, there's there's only so much you can do, that the human mind is only capable of doing so much. You right, know?
1: right. Yeah, and, and with that, you know, I'm a little off topic, but for all those people that have something to say, something that would have helped differently, something that would have been better, go to your local firehouse, go to your local EMS station, fill out an application, and join, see what it takes, and see what, what all is entailed, because anybody can. Monday quarterback anything out there mm-hmm. but uh, once you get into it and, and see the other side of things mm-hmm. it starts to open your eyes as to what all it takes uh, I'm I'm glad you said that and that's something I almost said myself you know it's
0: it, 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 the grass is always greener on the other side you know you can like I said already you can tell somebody how to do so many different things so many different ways but until you do it until you experience it you to me you truly never know and even when you do start doing it again you'll even ask yourself could i have done this could i have done that you know what i mean um so it's it's always a constant battle but like i said you guys do phenomenal work and you always do great stuff um uh, we'll i'll end with one more statistic here um just to help wrap it up a little bit so another, uh, big animal for Pennsylvania cows, um, February 1st, 2022 in Bedford County, there was a death of 90 cows. Um, now not cows specifically, but that was a lot. Um, I think, you know, 90 cows, that's, that's a big herd to me. Um, what, what, if you experienced it, what was the biggest barn-related instance that you you went through and how did you guys deal with it and, you know, just just run us through it if you don't mind?
1: Um, I mean, I I don't have numbers off the top of my head for anything that I've been, you know, had to deal with, but cows are by far, I think, the hardest because they are, they're very stubborn. Um, And when they're in some type of You know, distress like that with fire going on around them they don't like to cooperate, they're kind of like a a toddler, you know, you tell them to do one thing and they'll do the next three things not even close to what you're trying to get them to do Um, so I would would say cows for sure are definitely a whole lot harder than all the other animals that you deal with Um, and with that you know, we can try as hard as we can but there's some time I mean a, a person is not going to move a thousand pound cow around yeah. too easily so and that, that comes back to the whole where do we draw the line you know mm-hmm. obviously we try our hardest to save every life possible but there comes a time that you know you have to
0: if the cow's not moving, right then you can't you can't do much about it right and right yeah
1: so it, it definitely gets difficult with the bigger the animal, you know. Pigs, we can get them to move a little better, mm-hmm. um, but goats, stuff like that, you know, you can get them to to work it's with you. Easy. But trying to move a cow is is pretty difficult. Yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, I guess one last thing, Travis.
0: It is summertime. It's getting drier out there. Do you have any uh, tips, word of precaution? Um, any words of advice, I guess, for people out there
1: uh, when it comes related to fires? Um, I, I know we touched on it the last podcast. Um, housekeeping, which is a very uh, touchy subject, you know. Everybody's always busy, busy, busy and I, And I understand that there's a lot that goes into a farm and you know raising animals and all that good stuff. But you, the, the better that the housekeeping is, it takes away that that fire risk, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if something starts, you know, it spreads through the path of least resistance. So if you take that, you know, debris that's laying on the floor for the past five years, you know, that that stuff's going to go up like a matchbox. So you keep everything, you know, as neat as you can. You know, and I understand that it's hard to take care of that type of stuff at the end of the day. But in the long run, it could could save you, you know, could save your business, could save your you know, livelihood and all that. So I, I want to revert to that housekeeping every time I think just to, you know, you definitely help yourself by taking care of that. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think that's very important. Just taking that,
0: you know, a couple of seconds to clean up because a couple of seconds could save, like you said, not only your business, but your life. Um, and I think that's a lot more important than a, than a couple of seconds. Um, so I think that's about it that I can think of. Um, the only thing I can say to add on top of that, you know, keep eye on the burn bans mm-hmm. um, when they happen again. I, I'd say, and Travis, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there'll probably be more of them now than would, in the summertime than
1: it normally is. Yeah, I would think. I mean, especially now, they a lot of our areas are all within a month now, from now to. I think it's the middle of July that they have a burn ban going so you know as much as uh, we all want to sit around a campfire at the end of the day and enjoy ourselves for a couple of hours take it uh, very serious and uh, you, know, you could potentially be you know saving a lot of land around you because one little spark could burn up a few acres and that few acres could you know take somebody's livelihood via farm or barn and animals and all that so definitely take it serious and uh you know once we get some rain in the the area we'll be able to go back to those things but take it serious for this time period and we'll be back before you know it awesome well travis i
0: thank you not only for coming on the podcast but for what you do for our community and communities uh surrounding us um any final words for anybody out there no take care and be smart absolutely Thank you again, Travis. Uh, I was on here with Travis Laverty, and this is David Varner, and I thank you all for tuning in. Have a good one. If you enjoyed this episode of Farm Focus, please subscribe. More episodes are on the way, and all of our past episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Podbean at pfbcast.podbean.com. Thanks for listening.